what's up? Welcome to the On My Heart podcast. My name is Scarlett, and I have always loved talking to people and hearing their stories of how God has worked in their lives. Having this podcast is just my way I can share these testimonies with you and yours. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. It truly means so much. Please enjoy today's testimony. I'm so thankful to have Danny on the podcast. I met Danny through a mutual friend. Um, a mutual friend sent me a video of him sharing his testimony, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this. I don't really know who this is. But I just remember sitting down from what I was doing and just tears coming to my eyes. I was so moved. Mm. And um, this story is tells of God's goodness and kindness. Danny would be the first to tell you it's not about him. It's about glorifying God. So I really hope that we can do that today. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it's good to be here, Scarlett. Yes, I really appreciate it. You got a really cool name, so I was like, yeah, I got to talk to this person. <laughs> Just be, I don't know any other Scarlett. So I was oh, like, that's so cool. Cool, man. Like I got to see what T's. this is about. <laughs> two T's, I know, yes. right? My phone, whenever I've audio text you, it always does one T. So I was like, okay, let me correct it. That's Just so in case funny. that's a sensitivity. <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started, and I'm just going to ask you to share testimony with us today. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow, man. Where do you start with the testimony? You know, but it's I love that it's uh, it's, you know, I heard a pastor say one time, my history is his story. I love that. Yeah, man. So it's like really it's really all about God when you kind of get to a point in your life and you look back and you go, OK, all of the things, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, were him it was him he was always there and uh i didn't see it when i was in it but now that i'm still in it but kind of outside looking in at the past i see where yeah. his was if some friends of mine have told me before that are kind of uh, on an atheist bent uh they said man danny look i love you i know you're a jesus guy but if i could just see god if i could just see him i would be I, maybe I would believe and I and I, and one of my things you know over coffee or getting something to eat for lunch or whatever I'm like look man if you can look back over your past you'll see the fingerprints mm, of God yeah. everywhere you know it's like but can you turn around and look not look to feel shame or remorse but just to learn from it you know and so I look back and I'm like man his fingerprints were everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. yeah and so like to be honest about it I mean, and he started really started you know as, as a kid man my uh, my mom and dad were uh both lost i mean they were both came up from very abusive homes physically verbally mentally emotionally abusive so they didn't know what to do and they just kind of entered into marriage you know under that premise and uh they got saved if you will in a church it was a pentecostal church so mm -hmm. it was like it was kind of like uh, one of the I call it performance mentality now mm -hmm. they were some great people my dad says you know maybe he needed it that way yeah. in order to really have some governing power over him so that yeah. he could you know because he's like man I'm gonna go wild out again mm -hmm. if I don't have some kind of you know strictness on yeah. me or whatever and so uh, they got saved in a church like that he ended up preaching in that church okay. I was their firstborn kid and so we kind of were raised in this you do good God will love you if you don't do so good, God might be mad at you today, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a judge robe, yeah. you know, gavel kind of thing. That's the way I always saw God. And so I grew up in that kind of environment. What was really cool, though, was God started working on my dad and mom's heart, and he kind of brought them into a grace mentality. Mm -hmm. They left that church. 
And so I started going to uh, Bellevue Baptist, believe it or not, okay. as a little kid. <laughs> and uh, sang in the singing Christmas tree. I was the old holy oh, night yeah. kid, okay. you know, at 12, you know. Uh, it's a long story there. It's crazy. So I came up in that under Adrian Rogers and all of that. And uh, so the Lord, I think, always had his hand on me. I mean, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go or she should go. And when they get older, it won't depart from yeah. them. So I, I know that from my mom and dad's prayers, and the scripture and and the christian music in the household all the time growing up and i mean we were poor like we didn't have anything it, mm-hmm. we were they were broke they didn't have any real formal education my dad started going to school for uh, drug and alcohol counseling because mm-hmm. he was a, a drug addict and an alcoholic growing up so he's like i want to help people wow. god called him to that field wow. and uh, my mom she she would work and do what she do but she she did the hardest work of raising three loudmouth kids you know <laughs> yeah. me being the loudest <laughs> And, uh, but, but, you know, the, the Lord always, I think had his hand on my life, but I got, I got to be about, oh Lord, what was it? 13 years old. And, uh, man, I just, I, I, that term adolescent, young teen into teen, that was <laughs> me. Like you Wikipedia adolescent, my face would pop up. Right. <laughs> I was just so rebellious and so uh, didn't want to hear. Me and my dad were like best friends growing up. You know, I was I was his best bud. You know, I was his firstborn son. He mm-hmm. probably thought he'd never have a kid. And here he is with a kid, you know. And, yeah. and we're like, yeah, dad, where are we going, dad? Okay, dad. To all of a sudden, like, you're stupid, dad. You can't mm-hmm. tell me nothing, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I never really experimented with anything other than, just to be honest about it, uh, sexual promiscuity through all mm-hmm. of my teens. Uh, had a girl pregnant i wasn't going to talk about that Mm -hmm. today at 18 she was 18 i was 18 and we had an abortion uh something Mm -hmm. i thought i would never go through i was always anti that and Mm -hmm. then i saw what it entailed when i was there with her and one thing i noticed in that abortion clinic i don't even mean to be going here with this but uh, i think the pain from that is what spurred me on into addiction Mm. uh i was holding her hand in that room and it just it still lives in my head that day to that day to this day and uh, i remember sitting in that and it's not here anymore in memphis the clinic uh but i was in there with her and uh, there were so many girls in there that were waiting to get abortions and and i guess maybe i'm talking about this now the holy spirit maybe wants me to speak to this because of what's going on in the world today i don't know but i didn't see any guys there Mm. with their wives or girlfriends or whatever And so that really, I remember being 18 thinking, like, what what in the world? Where are the dudes at? Yeah. And so anyway, past that, we broke up. We just really weren't able to heal from that. Um, that was a long, that's a whole other sermon to unpack. But shortly thereafter, I started hanging out with a buddy of mine. And one thing led to another. I helped him move some furniture. He was already a, a prescription pain addict, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were both, you know, in our 18. So I didn't really do any drugs. Everybody thinks Danny the drug addict, you know, mm-hmm. and they relate my testimony. I'm like, I didn't even start till 18. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, we were moving. Long story short, he pulled out a bottle of Lure tabs and he said, mm-hmm. hey, man, you want one? This will make you feel good, blah, blah, blah. I really wasn't looking at it as like, I want to feel better. I felt fine. Yeah. But it was just my friend. I trusted him, or at least yeah. I thought he was my friend. We're really great friends. Now I've married him and his wife about oh, two. Wow. Ooh, they just celebrated four years wow, marriage today. Great. So that was that's four years great. ago. I ended up marrying him. Um, buried his mom. It sounds really weird to say buried his mom recently. But, mm. but she, you know, I mean, she'd laugh and say, yeah, you did, Dan. And now I'm <laughs> kicking up gold dust with Jesus. But anyway, so uh, incredible how, uh, as I'm talking to you, the, the memories flash back yeah. of the destruction, but how God healed. How God healed, yeah. Yeah, man. So good. He always has purpose in the pain if you're looking for it. Yeah. You know, there's hope if yeah. you're looking for it. 
And so anyway, I got from that lure tab on me and him just increased our addiction from like 18 years old to 23. Uh, mm. Me and him hung out a lot. I was, uh, you know, working, you know, as a sales rep and stuff. I dropped out of, or I dropped out of the Air Force. I was in there for a little bit. That's a whole nother sermon there. Got out of that. And I was just wild, uh, directionless and had mm. no plan or care to have a plan for my life. I wasn't you know, looking for that. I just was making money, wanted to do music, wanted to have sex, wanted to do drugs and just live my life. Leave me alone. Don't tell me nothing about God, you yeah. know? And so 23 to 25 Scarlet is kind of when I took a swan dive into addiction, mm-hmm. you know, they say, never say never. You know, I was at that point, I was making good money. I was also selling drugs to support my habit. I was kind of in that microcosm and I was hanging out one day with some folks that were putting needles in their arms and mm-hmm. I was like, I'll never do that. That's junky stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind of hit in a tough spot financially. And so it was hard to come across drugs. And by this time I was really addicted. Right. It, it wasn't so much like, this is fun. It's a party. Oh, wow. Look, everybody, whatever. It was like you needed it. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally had gotten to a point where, um, I was like, I don't want to be around anybody because they're going to ask me for my dope. And I just mm. want what I want for me. I'm not going to share it anymore. You wow. know, whereas party mentality is, hey, let's just everybody do your thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can have some of mine. So I was I was just going further. You know, I think there was a pastor once that said the devil will keep you longer than you want to stay, cost you more than you yeah. want to pay. Yeah, My grandfather and, says that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that comes. That, it's funny how these things are coming back to me as I'm talking to you because um, I'm thankful to tell the story all the time but it's also like amazing what things you forget come up like the abortion and stuff but anyway um i i just kind of was like man i'm i'm never gonna use needles i ended up using needles uh ended up hanging out with folks that were doing heroin Mm. uh found out about crystal meth so i left the world of Mm. prescription medication and got involved in heroin because heroin was cheaper Mm -hmm. uh it seemed to last longer but what was crazy is it's like your money somehow disappeared faster yeah you were sicker you needed it more and it just became i literally just to make a long story short by the time i was 25 years old i'm 42 now time i was 25 years old uh my circle of life was to steal something to get some money so that i can get high steal something get money get high steal wow. something. and i had in in that kind of decision making process as a young person uh, I'd ran my family off, of course. Uh, they wanted me to come home, but in order to come home, I mean, I had to get sober. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to get sober. So I stayed out in the streets. I was uh, homeless, uh, stealing to support my mm-hmm. habit. And anyway, it led me to there's always a turning point, you know, in, in, in our story. In September 18, 2005, was my turning point. I was walking the streets of Memphis, and a taxi cab picks me up on 3rd, or excuse me, Crump. I was looking for a homeless shelter on 3rd because I'd gotten kicked out of another homeless shelter mm, in Memphis. Wow. How do you get kicked out of a homeless <laughs> shelter, man, you know? It's like they, they'll take anybody, and yeah. they're like, dude, you can't come back, man, because wow. of the way I was acting, getting caught with drugs and all of mm. that stuff. So anyway, and, and it makes sense. They they I, I was destructive they didn't need to have me in there you know it was crazy man (laughs) but uh so anyway this taxi picks me up drops me off at this place called mission global ministries on third uh he goes they'll help you so i walk up bang on the door it's getting to be nighttime nobody's coming to the door i turn around to tell the taxi driver thank you for coming to pick me up Mm -hmm. he was gone i didn't Mm -hmm. even hear him pull off 
So, like, I don't know if I was coming off of the drugs because I'd done heroin maybe 12 hours prior to this. So, long story short, I'm walking, or long story longer, I walk <laughs> out <laughs> to the sidewalk, and I'm looking for this ghost taxi. Like, where did he go? I know he just dropped me off. What's happening? And then I hear, hey, was you knocking on this door? <laughs> and I turned around. Bible says in Proverbs 21, 1, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He turns it where he will. Yeah. And I believe the Lord was turning my heart on that sidewalk. Wow. September 18, 2005. Wow. And there's a six foot tall black dude named Daryl Ware looking at me. And he looked at me like the taxi driver did. He just like at my toes and my face and shakes his head and goes, oh, Lord, come on in. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all looking at me like this, man? <laughs> so I go in there. This dude's preaching the gospel, man. And that guy, Daryl, he goes and gets some food for me. He was so uh, impactful in my mm. life. He was one of the guys that made a big impact. He's gone now to be with the Lord. But Anyway, this guy's preaching the love of God, and this was the turning point. Like, wow. at this point, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm here. I'm going to get some clothes. I'm going to get some food. And I'm going to go back out. I'm going to steal something. I'm going to get some dope because I'm going to mm-hmm. be sick tomorrow. Yeah. Because any, anybody that's ever done heroin especially, or now fentanyl's the big thing mm-hmm. in the street, which is like 100 times stronger than heroin. Wow. It's killing people. Uh, but the withdrawals, if you don't have it, it's so uh, insane. Wow. Because physiologically, you're addicted to the drugs, so your body's going for it like with cocaine and meth i mean i don't mean i have a drug breakdown here but with 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 uppers it's more of a mental uh, a psychological effect so your body's not affected but with uh, opioids it's a physiological so for anybody listening that's like why doesn't he get sober why won't she get sober it's probably that they're like feeling like they're about to die for real wow couple that with the mental effect of depression that's going on and all the anxiety that's that's happening from that but anyway uh it's crazy this guy's preaching man and i'm sitting there going okay what's going on okay why am i here i gotta get something to eat blah blah blah, whatever and he looks at me and i look at him i messed up and looked at this guy in the eyes this preacher who was probably thinking why in the heck am i here in this homeless shelter again all these dudes are asleep they're not listening to me and i'm preaching my guts out Mm. and he says god loves you he Mm. still loves you he ain't gave up on you don't give up on yourself end quote Mm. and scarlet i don't know what happened but i thought somebody threw water on my face because i felt Mm. like air conditioning hit and i was like why am i my face wet and i tell people my soul my body was so tired that my soul i think cried Mm. for me Wow. Because I've been living in the streets, you know, and I was just exhausted. I didn't realize how exhausted. Anybody ever been exhausted to the point you don't realize how exhausted you are, you know? Right. And so uh, I, I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't like, oh, praise God. These are the seeds my mom and dad sowed for me when I was a kid. I'm coming to Christ, you know? <laughs> wasn't that. I was like, what the crap is happening, man? <laughs> and right as I was coming to myself, like the prodigal son, the Bible says the son came to himself in the pig pen. Yeah. Uh, the father, I believe, Father God, through this preacher, ran to me like the father mm. in the story. And whew, that's going to make me cry. Wow. He reached, uh, he reached out to me and picked me up mm. off, the, off that seat. I was probably 110 pounds soaking wet, man. <laughs> and, he, and people just started laying hands on me, praying for me. Wow. And I stayed in that homeless shelter for about a month, started healing mom and dad and my sister and everybody started coming to visit me. Wow. Mom was like, let him come home. Danny, my dad's name's Danny, too. Okay. And he's like, no, I love him, but he found the Lord here and we'll probably enable him and he'll be an addict again, you know. Hmm. And looking back now as a man, my dad made the best decision. Right, I to think. stay for, there. Yeah, because yeah, I probably would have done that, stole hmm. money and been back at the races. So. Okay. 
Anyway, that was September 1805. October 27, I got all these crazy dates in my head. You right. remember, you know, when you yeah. start getting clear. Uh, yeah. The same year, October 27, um, I get locked up for all of the stuff I'd been stealing prior. Mm. My dad called up to the homeless shelter, got me on the phone. He said, hey, some detectives are looking for you. Uh, somebody from the jail system called. Uh, you need to report to 201 Poplar. I said, okay. He says, here's the date. So I went in there, had a, a suit from the homeless shelter. Like the left sleeve was longer than the right <laughs> sleeve, you know. I looked like this old mobster from New York. It was so funny. But I'm walking in there clear, clean, and happy and excited, you yeah. know. And anyway, these two detectives bust up in the courtroom with a picture of a guy with a tattoo on his neck mm. looking for me. They throw me into the wall, handcuff me. And it's crazy because when you're, I guess, resting in Christ like I was then, mm. chaos can be happening. Mm. And you got this peace because wow. I remember being shoved in the wall, getting handcuffed, and I turned best I could with his, him twisting my left arm up into my back. And I looked at him and I said, sir, sir, I'm ready. Wow. And he loosened his grip. And I could tell he was like, okay, this isn't who we thought we were coming to arrest. Something's yeah. happened. Something's happened. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I admitted to as many charges as I could. I had like 20 felony thefts in Memphis. Wow. 20 felony thefts in uh, Mississippi. Mississippi wanted me. I uh, served two years in Memphis, and then Mississippi came and got me, and I served two years and two months in Mississippi. Wow. And, uh, but, man, I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't, we don't even have time for me to go into all the amazing things God did in prison uh, for me. It was, uh, I tell people, uh, prison became a palace. Wow. Because I had Jesus. Mm, and, uh, that's so good. So memorize scripture, writing letters home for guys that said they couldn't write. They, they may have been able to write and they were using me to write their letters. Man, mm. I can't even write. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to say to your wife? You know? Mm. And, but it was, uh, it was my seminary. Yeah. Four years in prison was because I got the, let me tell you, girl, I got something happened to me in there. I got the word of God in me in such a way that it just literally just, it's like God put a leaf blower in my soul and blew out wow. all the cobwebs. Well, I remember you said when talking on the phone, this just touched me and I wrote it down that, like you said, that the prison became a palace, that you, for the first time in your life, you felt free because you had the word of God. Yeah. And even though you were locked up. And, but you felt free for the first time in your life. I mean, that is just mm -hmm. incredible. And then you also described it to me. Again, these are this is uh, what you said that just touched me earlier. That it was you felt like you were a dry desert land just thirsting for the word. And so that's mm. what you spent your time doing in prison. And I guess another thing that just kind of it just kind of jumped out at me again that you said you know you had um, been converted in September. And then October, you go to prison, and you almost want to say, God, what's the timing of this? Like, he, <laughs> he just became free new. He's just getting his life back together. Like, why are you doing this? But God had a purpose in that, and that he, you know, maybe, I don't know exactly what the purpose was. Maybe he knew that this is where you needed to be to where you would only have God's word. This is where you needed to be to where you would minister to other people in prison. I don't know exactly what his plan was, but his plan was de definitely there that it would change your life going forward. I mean, yeah, just the timing in that. Yeah, that's, that's great how you pulled that out and kind of unpacked that verbally. That's exactly, uh, you're exactly right. It, there was purpose in the, and, and when you're a hard headed knucklehead like me, <laughs> you need it like that. You know, you need it for, for me to get it easy after, you know, just an immediate hard time. 
it just doesn't, I just don't, I'm not wired where that works yeah. for me. So God knew, okay, I got to just put him through the fast lane because mm. if I don't get him quick, he's like a flea on a dog. Yeah. He's going to jump off. And maybe so. not even just you. I mean, of course, you know, that too, we're all sinners and we can stray, but especially with just the addictions, like he may, yeah. may have no, like, you know, he, he knew you could not get, you know, get out scot-free and then just be able to be okay and just live yeah. without that he knew you needed to be contained and mm. um but I, I just contained to freedom like he, mm. he he can put you know some people say oh well living for god like that doesn't make it free like he put me in these different areas of my life where i don't feel freedom but he can lead you in a narrow way to lead to the bigger picture the bigger freedom come on now. and i love how that you your story definitely just points to that and then i love this is another just another highlight the prodigal son and you told me about that that you just felt that story come to life for you and again i've heard people Mm. say the bible is not relevant to these days but it comes Mm. to life in our life you know yeah yeah, if there's anything relevant to now and applicable and needed and will guide you into all truth and give you the answers to everything that the world is looking for on TikTok and on social media and you name it you list it it's in the word of god it really is yeah Yeah. i had a chaplain uh when i was in mississippi doing time and that was his big thing he would have these little sessions where we would get together and he'd go somebody throw a life problem out and we some guy out of the 60 inmates that were in this room would go uh, my wife's talking crazy to me, which I was like, of course she is. You're locked up, bro. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what do you expect her to do? And, but I mean, you know, whatever life problem he'd go, what does the word say? He was an old Vietnam mm-hmm. vet. So he'd scream. He's like, what does the word say? What is, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that. And we would spend hours every day finding those answers. Yeah. In the, in the scriptures. I'm telling you, man, it's, you know, you want peace of mind. Uh, one of my favorite verses, I'll just go ahead and throw it out yeah. there. Isaiah 26 and three, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. It didn't say thou might, yeah, thou will, will keep him in perfect peace. How, wh- what do I got to do? He whose mind is stayed on him and there's so many distractions to keep our mind on everything else but the word and that's another thing you you had no distractions until you had no distractions no excuses thing that you probably i mean that's just amazing that he that was just a gift to you i I mean the prison like you said prison being a palace like what that was a gift to you you had Mm. no distractions so you could stay your mind on christ come on to where you're in a prison locked up for drugs and stealing and who knows what else and you have your mind stayed on christ finding a perfect peace yeah that's incredible and that's Mm. only what god can do there you will never find that in any other thing in any other thing in this world like you said but in christ that is incredible a lot of people said uh not a lot but there are some people who have said heard my story and said oh you lost your 20s in prison I said, no, I found my 20s wow. in prison. I That's found so what good. was most important. Yeah. And he, you're right. He had to, boom, lock those doors and say, and there's an old story guy got in trouble three or four times. I'll try to make it quick. I'm a story guy. <laughs> That's like, the Jesus in me, man. But he, he said he got out of prison. Uh, he kept getting locked up and getting out. Getting, he kept calling on the Lord to release him. Like, Lord, I'll never do it again if you just let me out of prison. Mm. So this happened like three or four times, and Jesus would show up unlock the door and mm. let him out it was fourth time he's like please jesus come let me out i won't do it again so jesus goes to the gate he's unlocking it the guy goes okay whew, cool he's gonna let me out again jesus opens the gate he puts his hand on the guy's shoulder like can't come 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 out mm. yet he gets 
in. Jesus walks into the prison, mm. shuts the door, locks the door, and he says, I'm not going to let you out this time, but I'm getting in it with you. Yeah. This time. And that's what he did for me. That's, yeah. He went to jail with me. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. So I know there's a quick story after this where you had you had gotten out of jail after the you know two years Mississippi, two years Memphis, so about four years, and you got out, and a couple days later you went to go find a job. And I just wanted you to tell that experience because it was it was comical but so good about <laughs> how you went to go find honest work and what happened there. Yeah, yeah. So you know everybody says you know when you get out, especially with as many felonies as I had, especially it being theft of property. Like, nobody wants you around their property. <laughs> they don't care what you've done. Oh, I, good, you were in there for four years, and you, you're in, on fire for the Lord. Well, you're not working for me, though. Right. And so uh, I was like, man, what am I going to do? So my dad, I'm staying at my mom and dad's. They let me come back home to there. So I'm trying to get my life together. I'm driven. I'm motivated. I've had all this time to get my mind clear. I want to just do, I'll do anything. I, I'll work yeah. anywhere. So I go to this uh, this hot wing place. <laughs> First place I walk into, for real, man, like hot wings. And uh, by the way, her, her little brother is here. And so I like, I'm talking to him too every once in a while, just so y'all know. But anyway, I'm like, yeah, man, hot wings. But uh, so I go into the hot wing spot. And I go up and ask, you know, can I speak to the manager? He comes up and I said, man, I'm looking. For, I don't know what was funny is I said, hey, man, like I didn't even say hi. I'm looking for a job. My name's Danny. I said, hey, man, I just got out of prison two days oh ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's probably, what yeah. the heck? And I remember him. I could see him in my face. That was like 20, uh, oh, 2009, November or something of 2009. I just got out of prison. And, uh, and he leans back. And kind of looks at his cash register, looks back at me, you know. And I said, man, I, I'm just, I just need a job. I'll do anything. I wash dishes, whatever, you know. Wow. And he, he said, man, look, right now I'm not hiring. I don't have any room for anybody on staff. I'm sorry. And literally as he was saying, I'm sorry. Another Proverbs 21, one yeah. moment. The king's heart's in the hand of the Lord. Scarlet, he turned his head, I guess, to the left. I think, yeah, to the left, came, looked back at me. And he said, can you come in at five? Wow. And it was like God stuck his hand in this dude's chest and yes. grabbed his heart and turned his heart Take to have favor yeah. for him. Yeah. So I'm floating out of the hot wing spot. Like, and yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to cut hot wings. Woo. This is great. I got a job. So I go back and I'm washing dishes one day. The funny part was uh, uh, I'm sitting there I'm singing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Thank you for this job, Lord. And I was washing dishes, man. It's happy. And you know that feeling you get when somebody's kind of near you and they're, yeah. they're looking at you from behind You're or like something? I'm like, I feel somebody looking at me. So I turn and sure enough, he was right there. A guy's named Steve Ship wonderful dude uh he and i was like oh he goes and he's looking at me shaking his head and he goes man look i ain't never seen nobody that happy washing dishes <laughs> <laughs> and he has his plastic cup and he goes i'm gonna need you to pee in this cup <laughs> and anybody listening knows that a drug test is going to oh, typically yeah. go through peeing in the cup oh yeah so i passed the drug test he's like who are you man i told him my story a little more about it and it man it, for years until I got into full-time ministry for years, it was just singing Amazing Grace while I was working whatever job I could get. Wow. Saving my money and peeing in cups. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love that, though. Just, you, I mean, it's what you, you know, you do what you got to do, but Come I love on, it, man. though. Yeah. Um, and one thing you told me that, um, quote your grandmother said, you know, this is live until you got into the ministry. You just work whatever job and pee in the cup and yeah. this constant thing. But you said, um, Something that your grandmother told you, you know, it's not every day hasn't been rosy, on, but yeah. 
but the good days outweigh my bad days. Yeah, that's it. And that is applicable to now because it would be real tempting to, like I do a lot of counseling now. I do yeah. a lot of uh, addiction counseling, marital counseling. I'm, I've been ordained to marry people, yeah. preach. I do all of that good stuff that, that I'm excited to do and I'm grateful to do. And so it's easy for someone to think like my life's just cinnamon rolls and right. puppies right mm, now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know where that combination came from. But anyway. Hey, pretty good combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's a whole nother. So let's talk about the cinnamon rolls. No, but, you know, it, to look at it, uh, it, it, it there still are a lot of bad days. But yeah. my point of reference is such that all I've got to do is look back and go, wow, man. Like we said earlier, the fingerprints of God, yeah. when you look back, my good days, my grandma said it, and my mom says it, the good days outweigh the bad yeah. when you have the Lord. And it's just, you know, and another thing is, you know, you may be listening to me and Scarlett talk and wondering, you know, why can't God do this for my son or mm. my grandson or my, yeah. my daughter, or whatever the case may be, my wife, my husband. I hear it all every day. I've yeah. three calls today already before I got here with stuff just blowing up in people's lives. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 easy to get caught up in, in thinking somebody can pull a magic wand out and yeah. just wave it over their head and change it takes time yeah this even god prayer. touching your life it took hard work and still takes hard work Gosh, yeah, I had, I spent every day of that four years in prison, waking up in prison to bad food guards that treat you like some of them are great, but some of them go in there and they take their frustration out on you, yeah. man. And, and there's nothing you can do about it because you'll yeah. get rode up and then you'll yeah. lose a chance for parole. It just so yeah. it's hard work, man. But it, oh my word, it's Isn't worth, Jesus it. worth it. Though? Come yes. on. Yeah. If oh he, if goodness. he can hang on the cross for me and bleed and die an excruciating death yeah. they said he had to push himself up with his feet just to get a breath and mm. then hunker his body back down because the yeah. nails were holding him in i mean that's pain if he can do that for me heck yeah. there's nothing that i should say i can't do yeah me. that's so good and and speaking of that um i wanted to ask you a little bit about your ministry and what you do now about your book and also i definitely want you to speak about this um, too about y you will go to different prisons and different rehabs to talk to these people because you um, know what they're going through and I know mm. they probably hear from a lot of people and they probably want to roll their eyes like oh here's another preacher coming in like they're going to tell me and their life hasn't been hard at all they're just going to tell me how great you know God is and how great their life is but you were there where they mm. were so talk a little bit about your ministry and what you do and again you had to go through that to be able to minister to these people. So talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, just like with what you're doing, you know, you're, you're gaining this experience so that you can tell people, I know what it's like to have to set this program up and mm -hmm. go through the beginnings and the ends and the editing mm -hmm. process, you know, and, and that has power and weight with people who are trying to walk where it is you've already walked. Because mm -hmm. then they'll go, you know what, I'll listen to you, Scarlett. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love doing prison ministry, recovery ministry, homeless ministry. Uh, it's it's because I I put their shoes on yeah I uh, had their shoes on I know what it feels like to walk many miles in their shoes and so because I remember being locked up I don't ever remember and this isn't a knock to anybody thank God for the volunteers that came in but mm. I never remember a volunteer coming in because I went to all the church services all the classes I was oh, yeah. that model inmate I wanted to change my life you know <laughs> model inmate that's strange to say that that's what I was but um but nobody came in that said hey listen guys I was locked up in such and such year yeah. and I'm here because I know what y'all are going through and I just want to talk to y'all today. I never remember that. Yeah. And so it 
I've seen the power and walking in there with a room of 40 dudes and I'm getting ready to teach a lesson on the armor of God and they have no idea who I am. And I preface it with a little bit of my story. And the moment they find out I am, you know, where they, I was, where they are, yeah. the, what you see it, you see this like big, tough dude. And usually the biggest, toughest dudes are the biggest teddy bears, you know, <laughs> and they just, the wall comes down and mm. they listen to you and, and then you have access to their heart. Yep. And my ministry um, is mainly, if you could put a banner over my ministry is I want their heart. Mm. I just want access to their heart. Because yeah. if we can access their heart, plant the seed of the love of God in yeah. Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit does yeah. the rest of the work. Yeah. So, but we 501c3 back in 2015 had a friend that did that for me. So, you know, we're real deal able to go out and, you know, uh, give people tax write offs and more people have jumped in with us that want to yeah. do it. So, we've got crews of people now that go into prisons all around the place and homeless That's shelters so and recovery centers and, uh, just bringing the love of God in the yeah. most practical way. Because at the end of the day, yeah. it's easy to get caught up in ministry and be weary because you're doing it out of your own strength. If yes. I've learned anything, if anybody's listening to me and you're exhausted in ministry, you might need to take a break. Because if you're doing it out of your strength, you're going to burn out. Yep. No, there's nothing like doing ministry from a place of rest. Mm. Watching, bowing myself out bowing jesus in yeah. and watching him him do it do yeah. It. yeah you're his mouthpiece come you're on his yeah hands and feet bear. yeah you're yeah. his hands and feet that's so good well tell uh just kind of lastly tell us a little bit about the book you wrote oh yeah okay cool thank you uh it's called heroin jesus so it's just <laughs> my autobiography it's my story um and the reason behind the name like heroin jesus what in the world <laughs> you know and a lot of people look at the name on the book and they go oh hero in jesus and i remember hearing that the first time i was like cool yeah that's yeah, what it is that's what you want to translate out of this sure. yeah yeah if that's your perspective go for it but it was heroin yeah. and uh but my my little brother josh cosby actually came up with the title he's a musician in memphis sings mm-hmm. for a band called star and mycy and uh but he he said man he said, I think it's, it just seems like like you were looking for what you were looking for and heroin Jesus had to offer you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. whoa, man, The satisfaction, it. the peace, calm. You know, every, every... The calm, yeah, because yes. heroin does offer a calm. Yeah. It offers some temporal peace. But like you say, the next day you'd be sick. It goes away, yeah, you know? the payoff for it is not worth it. But yeah. with Jesus, he gives you all of that, and then the next day you wake up and you know how much money you got in your wallet. <laughs> you know where you're at. You know who you're sleeping next to. <laughs> you know where you were at, and yeah. you're clear. yeah. And uh, but anyway, it, it kind of came out of just um, I'm really grateful for my wife, Johanna Cosby. She put a steering wheel in my back because I'd still be on chapter one now, eight <laughs> years later. And she's like, baby, you got to ride it. People mm, need it. And yeah. recently, Donna Hout, uh, one of the worship team pianists at Hope Church, well, yeah. on the worship team, she uh, revised it and That's helped crazy. me. Her funny uh quote is uh, i'm going to make you sound smarter than you are <laughs> so she changed a lot of my hey, we all need that. oh yeah I, I thank you donna <laughs> and so but yeah it's it's um it's available you can just google my name danny cosby and find a way to contact me there yeah. and we'll get you a copy of oh, it. i definitely want a copy i definitely want to um, yeah, i should have brought one yeah Golly, i've got <laughs> yeah i'll get it <laughs> next time for sure i definitely want to read that but uh wow usually i have a lot of highlights to go over or things I, I like to skim back over but shoot that was just so good i just want to soak it all in and i hope mm. i really do truly hope that this all a blessing to you encourages your soul and you know sometimes when i i guess i've heard stories and you know i've done a few of these now and 
some of them I wouldn't didn't think I'd be able to relate to. Like I've never been to prison. I've never done any drugs. Praise God. That's only his work again. But we can all relate to trying to find satisfaction in something that is not fulfilling. No matter how big, maybe like hair in this, maybe the biggest thing, or maybe how small, like TikTok, like you said, or um, Instagram, or, or the beauty that you seek in yourself. We can all relate to finding satisfaction in something that only Jesus can satisfy. And you can also not only relate, but you can take from him. Maybe, don't wait. Don't wait Amen. until, you know, until you're at the end of the rope. Turn to God now. See his love now in your life step back and look at the way he has worked in your life like you talked about the finger the fingerprints in your life look mm-hmm. at that don't wait that's what i guess i would i'm taking away from that again i said i was going to talk but here i am <laughs> but is there any that's closing good. remarks good. that you would like to to share with everybody um yeah i mean i really probably have said too much already um but i i would just have to say that if if i knew i was going to die tonight i mean i hope i don't die tonight you know (laughs) you know unless god wants me to die tonight but if i knew i was going to die tonight i would have to say that uh, this was the greatest decision i ever made Mm -hmm. in my life was to turn the care and the control over to jesus you know it that was better than the decision i made to marry my wife Mm -hmm. and she's my best friend and i'm nuts about her and she's smoking hot (laughs) and i got a bonus son out of the deal so and he whoops my tail in tennis and i taught him how to play drums i mean all of these things are great financial peace residential peace ministry full-time ministry it goes on and on but the best decision i ever made had nothing to do with money or relationships it just had to do with embracing Jesus mm-hmm. and I'll say this time it's easy to go man well if I could just see him you mm-hmm. know I'd, I'd have a little maybe yay for you Danny that it worked that way well let me tell you something Thomas in the Bible said I won't believe unless I see him mm-hmm. and then Jesus shows up remember mm-hmm. the resurrected yeah. Christ and he says look at my hands look at my yeah. side and it says that Thomas fell down and said my Lord my God but here's the kicker Jesus said Thomas you believe me because you see me mm-hmm blessed blessed jesus said blessed are all of those who have not seen and yet believe so good and i'm here to tell you man faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen just put that mustard seed of faith in what he what you've heard he could do and i'm here to tell you it will blow your mind away if somebody would have shown me 15 years ago i'm sitting at a desk with scarlet and her little brother and we're just (laughs) talking about jesus i'd have said that looks really good but I'm having a hard time believing mm. it. This is an amazing life. Go for yeah. it. And every, it's going to have some bad days, but every your good days will outweigh your bad with Jesus. So good. Thank you so much. And again, you Thank know, you. he's talking to you, but did you see, hear all those scriptures he quoted? And if you don't know the word, get in it because he is yeah. just full of the word. And that yeah. is what leads us to the life in Christ. Like, Jesus blesses with life and that's what leads us in it and points us to him and keeps us on that road is the word. So get in the word and um, embrace what what Danny just um, told us about through through the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here and I hope Thank you Scarlett. Yes, of course. And I hope it's all a blessing to all of you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Don't forget that a new episode comes out every other Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You can also find me on Instagram at On My Heart Podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or need to find out more information, just DM me and I will get back with you as soon as possible. As always, I hope and pray that this encourages all of us and glorifies God. Thank you, and I love each of you.